were drinking um we weren't i at least was not as drunk as i normally am and so you know when he was like let's pray i was like yeah why not and and even with the prayer it wasn't something i was taking seriously you know Morweni <laughs> and welcome to episode 1 of Faith with Fault. My name is Philly and I am your host. Wow, I finally did this. Um I've been wanting to do this thing for a while now and I've just been finding so many reasons as to why not to do it. Um but all of that doesn't matter because we're here now um and before we get started into this first episode uh pray with me dear heavenly father thank you for this moment i pray that you may come into this environment and let me say what it is i'm supposed to say and always remember to give thanks and grace to you in everything that i say and do here today and with this podcast going forward in your heavenly name i pray amen so yeah so as you can already see uh from the title this episode is a little story time about my my salvation uh and just a testimony you know um just to give you guys a little bit of back story i i was I was raised Christian. Um both my my parents were Christian although my my mother more Christian than my father. Um my father was kind of more traditional and cultural and spiritual than he was uh religious. Um but my mother was and still is just a religious person through and through. And so I was raised uh in a church uh an evangelical church uh called Faith Church um in Lanesia which is where I I grew up basically where I was born uh a a small town in Johannesburg South Africa and went to that church till I was about I think 14 Yeah, fourteen. Because then we left, uh, we left Lanesia to move to another town called Kibla Park in Johannesburg, and so it became very difficult for us to find a church where we felt at home as much as we did um, at Faith Church. So, and I remember for like a while, although I was hardly there because I went to boarding school, I remember for a while just like. my father trying really hard to get everyone back into that churchy spirit again um but my father was also a very gullible man um <laughs> like yeah my father was so gullible i remember at some point he was like very into like abu mejawan and like all of these weird churches um he just did everything he could basically like if this thing is going to get him money my father is there <laughs> so um Yeah, I just yeah, I remember at some point, you know, and my mom was just so put off by it. She was just like, these aren't real churches. This is not what I stand for. Um and so, you know, she was rather she was like I'd rather stay at home instead of doing this back and forth thing trying to find a church. Um I can do church right here at home. Um 
And so, yeah, that's what it became. I went to boarding school. And let me just say, I lived my best life in high school, man. I partied. I I did everything your parents don't want you to do when you go to high school. Yes, I still did my work and whatever, but I lived my best life. Um, and I guess I picked up uh, so many opinions and influences that I slowly started to forget the things that I was taught by my mother growing up and the things of the church, you know. Um, and so I started to pick up all of these ideas and opinions about, you know, believing in the universe or believing in yourself and, um, you know, atheism and being agnostic and all of these things, all of these things, because everybody was so woke. Um, and not to say that you're not, if this is what you believe, but uh, it was definitely very far from what I was taught. Um, and so I kept telling myself, like, you know, I'm growing and, you know, I need to have my own opinions and my own ideas and blah, 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 and whatever, whatever. And so, yeah, that was me um, pretty much until... Last year, until last year, um, the 8th of April of 2021, to be exact, was the day I was saved and I gave my life back to Jesus. Um, so I had a very uh, difficult start to the year, uh, 2021. Uh, I lost my father to COVID-19 uh, in January. So like the year just started and went to shit. Um, but even prior to that, I lost my job to COVID-19 in March, 2020. And so, you know, I don't want to say I was at my lowest because it always feels that way when you're not where you want to be. Yeah. Like things happen and you know that you're once in a better spot, but then that passes and then you're in a better spot and then it feels like you were never in that hard situation. So I don't want to say I was the worst because... I had more than most, you know, I was surviving, I was at home, I was cool, but I definitely knew that this is not where I wanted to be, you know, just dealing with the grief, uh, being unemployed and all of that. But, uh, so I lost my dad in January and, you know, whatever life, life went on. And, um, before losing my dad, yeah, I remember I picked up online teaching in December of 2020. Yeah, so I lost my job in March. Um, and then a cousin of mine was like, I teach online and, you know, it's not like guap guap, but, you know, it's definitely enough for you to like buy your own stuff, you know, and that's exactly what I needed at that point. So I started teaching English online um, and yeah, it kept me afloat, you know, I was able to have fun and buy myself the things that I needed here and there. Um, and luckily enough, I just, I just didn't need much, you know, I had what I needed, you know, it was more like, what do I want? And so that's what I was doing. And so through this teaching job, I remember teaching, uh, someone's, a lady's daughter, um, in China, and she 
you know, basically got me in touch with an agency and I had the, the opportunity to teach in China. Um, and so, yeah, I was very excited, you know, when all of this seemed like it was happening. Um, but it just wasn't happening. It just wasn't happening. You know, I remember like no matter what I tried, um, the the visa process was just the most difficult thing and because we were like literally in the middle of the pandemic um it was so fresh that you know china was just not accepting anyone from anywhere else um and so because of that i couldn't go and i was just so like bummed out you know i was just so discouraged because I'm like damn you know I finally had this opportunity um and I'm not going to be able to go and so I was like okay whatever and I just kept pushing and doing my online gig um and then in April uh the day I was saved on the 8th of April of 2021 um I remember I got a call from uh an agency uh, for a program and this is a program that I was trying to get into back in 2016 right but in 2016 I didn't qualify for it and so I guess I started the application process and then didn't finish it because I didn't have what it is they wanted um, but on that day I got a call from one of them and she was like yo like I'm just going through like our our old applications and I see your application here I'm just wondering, like, is this still something you'd want to do? And I'm like, wow, that's a bit, you know, random. But I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I didn't even know any of the passwords that I used for this thing or anything. And I'm like, cool, just send it over to me. Um, and so she did. Uh, and that same day, um, I watched uh, the Crazy Faith sermon series uh part one by pastor michael todd from transformation church um and basically from watching that i just remember crying for what felt like an hour and giving my life to jesus and just feeling this like immense presence that i couldn't explain um uh but rewinding a little bit the seed to my salvation was planted on the 31st of of December of of 2020 um, and I hope I'm not losing everybody but this <laughs> yeah this story is so layered um, the seed was planted back on the 31st of December um, so the person I was with at the time I would say was more was more religious than I was you know they would read the bible now and again uh, you know they didn't go to church or anything but you know they were just I would say just more religious than I was and so I remember on the 31st, we spent, like, we went into the new year together and um, we decided to pray. He's like, yo, let's, like, pray. That's something I usually don't do because I'm usually so drunk on the 31st. Like, I don't know my name by the time it's midnight. Um, but that year, because settled on my post, I was like, listen, you guys are not going to have enough alcohol. Um, although we were drinking, um, we weren't, I at least, was not as drunk as... I normally am 
And so, you know, when he was like, let's pray, I was like, yeah, why not? And and even with the prayer, it wasn't something I was taking seriously. You know, I was praying as I as I've heard people pray, but it didn't really mean anything to me. You know, I was just like, you know, thank you for the year, you know, looking forward to the new year, protect my family, this and that just general stuff, you know, nothing specific. And so that happened. Um, and then slowly over the months, you know, he, so he would like watch sermons on YouTube and where I'd be like watching a movie or whatever. But, you know, over the time I was like, let me, let me watch a sermon with you, you know? And so I guess YouTube started to pick up, you know, through algorithms or whatever that I'm watching sermons. And so they would just pop up like randomly on my page when I go in like searching for something. And so on that day I opened uh my laptop, went onto YouTube and the sermon just popped up and I was like, oh, you know, what well, I'm not doing anything. Let me just watch it. Not knowing that would be the beginning of of my life, basically. Um so that happened and uh uh I I I remember um, telling, I remember feeling a lot of things. Um, I felt excited, but also very confused, very anxious. Um, I didn't know what had just happened to me and what it was about. Um, But what I got very clearly from that sermon was that I... I need to start my life. I need to make the things that I want happen for myself. Um, and so I had to I had to go to my mother um, and let her know about uh, the call that I got about this program. Um, and I felt so the thing with this program is that it needed money. <laughs> OK, it, it wasn't a free ride. Uh, yes, in the long run, it becomes a free ride because I guess you're making the money back, but it wasn't a free ride. I still needed money to kickstart the process of the application. Whereas with my China gig, I didn't really need any money. I needed money for the visa application, but the rest of it was taken care of by, um, the company and the agency. They paid for flights and all of that. With this thing, I I needed money. Um, I needed fifteen thousand to be exact. Uh, I'll say maybe it all came down to like twenty five thousand, thirty thousand by the end of having to pay for everything and the extras and whatever. And you know, right now it doesn't seem like a lot, um, but when you have nothing to your name, <clears throat> when you are working hand to mouth, it is a lot of money. Um. And so I felt very bad uh, having to approach my mother and let her know that, <laughs> um, yo, I just got a call and I need I need this much money. Um, because at the time, my mother was not only grieving herself, going through what all of us are going through, but she was also left behind with financial stress. Um my mother and father were married in community of property. So whatever debt he had had now become her debt. Um, and it was just such a battle to try and get money, um, any money 
<laughs> that was left behind by him or just everything was just a shit show um, because they had to go through her stuff in order to go through his stuff and combine amounts and it's just it was hell um yeah i i cannot even begin to explain uh how she what she was going through and so i felt so guilty that here i am trying to look out for my future and i know she's got like a load um but you know at the at the same time there was just a voice in my head saying you'll never know until you try so just go and so i approached her and i said listen i got this opportunity blah 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 and you know she was really nice about it she was like that sounds amazing and you know she was happy for me and she said um these things take time so uh you can start the process and we don't know what what might change between now and you know in a couple of months you know i might have gotten you know everything with your father sorted out financially and we might have money to spare at the moment i don't but we don't know so just let's not rule it out start the process and then we'll see um so i did exactly that and it was a very long process um and so but you know through prayer i started praying a lot i started fasting a lot um and just trusting that god was speaking to me to do this thing and so i kept praying and uh it came i think in june i think in june um i then had a deadline to to pay the money so that they can now begin the process for flights and all of that so that i can actually leave um and so it started to feel very real um and i had to approach my mother again and say oh remember that thing i was doing back in april <laughs> it's kind of working out so i still do need that money and i i i went to her and she just she didn't have it she didn't have the money and i totally understood it you know i couldn't blame her i couldn't be upset at her i couldn't be upset at anybody uh because shit shit was happening and i i i i remember my first response you know i i was very sad but my first response in that situation was prayer um i just was on my knees and i was crying and i was praying and i was just confused i'm like god how are you so strongly telling me to to not give up on this dream but at the same time it's like you're making it absolutely difficult for me to do um <laughs> and i i became a little discouraged you know i as much as this is something i couldn't stop thinking about uh i also started to think about okay you need to be realistic you know actually who the fuck are you thinking that you from lanesia is going to go to the united states like just relax just relax start start applying again for things here at home just be be realistic and so i started doing that again you know and every time i try to like send my cv or do something i just the it was so strong at the back of my head you know it was just like don't give up and so i one day um i i decided to to start a gofundme page um but now you know when you 
are very scared of something uh, not working out for you um, or something that you really want, you know, you just, you don't tell anybody. Well, at least that's what, that's what I do. Um, and so I didn't tell anyone because I was so afraid that if this didn't work out, you know, I'd, I'd look like such a fool, <laughs> you know, like that's the girl who did the GoFundMe page to go to America and then she didn't go to America. Um, and so I, I told very few people, just family and literally like my closest people, um, about what it is that I wanted to do. And even then I felt like, like, oh, this seems like, like it's not going to happen. They were, the support was there. And, um, you know, to cut a long story short, basically through all of these people's support, um, I got funding and yeah, it just started to become more real. And I just started to feel like God was just telling me, I told you, I told you not to give up on this. Um, and my visa got approved and before I knew it, I was at the airport about to board a plane. Yo, a plane, hectic, a plane to the United States. So that <laughs> is my story. Um, I, I, I truly do have a lot to say about what happened after and what happened in between and what's happening now. Um, but I also don't want to jam pack this, you know, I want to leave things for other weeks. Um, also I want to keep the podcast going, yo. So like, <laughs> I need to ration my content here, but, um, that's basically the story. And what I took from this was that when, when God calls you, he will always equip you. Um, and you just need to trust that you just need to trust that. And when I speak, I always say, you know, and then God started to tell me, and then I can see people going like, what, what do you, what the fuck do you mean? God started to tell you, like, was he speaking to you? Um, but God tells you through feeling, you know, there are just some things that you feel so deeply and you get such a peace from them that it cannot come from anyone or anything else. It just has to be God. And unfortunately, it's just one of those when you know, you know things. I, I cannot explain it, um, but it's just one of those things. And so, you know, I get lots of DMs, not lots, but I get people most times, you know, DMing me, asking me, you know, what it, what it is that I'm doing? How did I get there? You know, they want that for themselves too. And I do help where I can, but at the same time, everybody has a, a different journey. And this is my final word. Um, everybody has a different journey um, and everybody has a calling, you know. Um, you're here on earth because you have a purpose. Um, God knew you before you were formed and he wouldn't call you for nothing. And unfortunately, um, that calling is is very dependent on what you do about it, on how much faith you have. 
um, if you do nothing about it, then nothing is going to happen. And so, you know, my journey cannot be your journey. You know, I can help you as much as possible to say, oh, this is what I did. Um, but that's probably where you're not supposed to be. You're probably called to do something else. You're probably called to be in Europe or to stay in your country and to fulfill great things there for other people. And the thing with God is that when he, when he created you, he created you while he was thinking about somebody else. We're all meant to serve somebody else. Um, and if you are trying to do something because you want to flex on people, you know, you want to show them like, yeah, even me, I can be better, which I'm not going to lie. At some points in my life, that's why I was doing things. You know, I just wanted to people to know that Nam was, um, but it's not about that. It's not about that. Um, and, and if you pray, God will start to prepare you for whatever it is that you've been called to do. Um, and so, yeah, uh, you know, um, fulfilling your vocational calling is less about what you can bring to the table and more about um, being expectant that God will show up for you. Um, and, and if you show up, he, he'll always meet you halfway. So, yeah, um, thank you guys for being here. Those of you who have made it this far, uh, um, I'm... I'm super grateful and I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep showing up. Um, whether it's one of you listening, whether it's a million of you listening, I'm going to keep showing up because I feel like somebody needs to hear it. And, and if I can help just one person, um, through my stories, um, and you know, they're not always going to be (laughs) this intense, you know, um, I am going to come here and share you guys, share with you guys rather, uh, about just the day-to-day bullshit that I go through, um, which is, it's, 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 it's not that deep. <laughs> Sometimes it is, but it's not that deep. Um, so yeah, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, then please do keep up by following me on Instagram at Philadelphia. That's P-H-Y-L-E-E, Delphia. Um, and by subscribing to this podcast. I love you. And God does too. Why you wanna play so bad? Why you wanna play so bad?